In today's show, we look ahead to Thursday, a key streaming day for the week for fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This is a show about Thursday. There are two games on. It's going to be short, but it's going to be important because... We've got 13-game Friday, shit day. 13-game Sunday coming up, shit day. Well, it's great if you love watching lots of basketball, but in terms of manipulating your fantasy squad, you can't really do much with it. But Thursdays, that's where we can really start to make a difference. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) All right, two games on. As I said, unfortunately, unfortunately, one of those teams playing is on the second game of a back-to-back. And that's the Milwaukee Bucks. They host the Boston Celtics in what should be, if the NBA had any idea of what they were doing, um, a really good matchup. But unfortunately, the NBA puts it with seven days to go in the end at the end of the season when, and on a back-to-back. Again, the idiocy of some of the schedule making. Hey, man, Bucks and Celtics, they're probably going to be really good, yeah? One team won the title two years ago. Another team was in the final a year ago. Um, Tatum, Giannis, all these great studs. Why don't we put them playing each other on a back-to-back with 10 days to go in the season, when we don't know what the seeding is going to be and things might be wrapped up, who knows? I, I, honestly, stupid. Even if you play it at this time of the year, don't put one of the teams on a back-to-back. It's just ridiculous. So we are not going to have certain players play. And not only is it the second game of a back-to-back for the Bucks, it's the first game of a back-to-back for the Celtics. I've never seen, well, I have, I've seen plenty of stupid things because there are franchises that exist. But this is one of the dumbest things you could do. Why would you do it? It's like playing, I don't even know what it's like. It's dumb, it's ridiculous, but here we are. So second game of a back-to-back for Milwaukee, first game of a back-to-back for Boston. The Celtics play Thursday, Friday this week, and then they're done. So if you are in a situation where this is your final week, like you drop Tatum, Brown, everyone. Everyone's gone after Friday to get other guys in on Saturday. Hopefully your league still doesn't have a can't cut list. You should never have a can't cut list. Don't ever have it. And if you do have it, get proactive. Tell your commissioner, Hey, can you take these guys off the can't cut list? Because I'm going to want to drop them after Friday. I don't have to wait. I want them gone off my team after Friday. The Bucks go, they play Wednesday, of course, and they play Thursday, Sunday. So after Thursday, any fringe Bucks guys are useless because you're not using them Saturday and you're probably not using Bobby Portis or Javon Carter or Pat Connaughton or Joe Ingles on Sunday. You are still using Giannis and Drew and Middleton and Lopez, but the other guys you're not. On the Celtics side of things, it's really hard. Or on the injury side of things, it's really hard to know what's going to happen here. And we're not going to get clarity for a while. For the Celtics, probably not for later. I They are going to sit one of Rob Williams and Al Horford. I don't know which one. At the moment, in my projections, I've got them sitting Horford for Thursday and Williams for Friday. But I have no idea. Would they want to throw Horford out there to try and guard Giannis? Do they actually care? Probably not. Probably not. So someone is going to sit 
one of the, for the Celtics out of Rob Williams and out of Al Horford. On the Milwaukee side of things, Chris Middleton's going to sit either Tuesday or Wednesday. Joe Ingles, I'm guessing, is going to sit Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't know which one. At the moment, both Ingles and Middleton are listed questionable for the game against the Pacers on Wednesday, which makes no sense whatsoever. But maybe they play them that game, sit them Thursday, and then they just sit everybody. Like Giannis missed the last game on Monday. He, Him and Drew both missed Monday, but they're both likely to play Wednesday. But does that mean they're likely to play Thursday? I don't know. Giannis has sat lots of back-to-backs with his knee problems. So is he? why would he play Wednesday? I, I don't know. I don't know. There could be, honestly, Middleton, Ingles, Giannis, Drew, Lopez could all sit Thursday. The Celtics might just decide we're not, we don't care about this game either and both Al and Rob sit on Thursday. That is possible. We have might have the most skeleton crew game between two of the, the two best teams in the East play each other. You might have four five starters out for Milwaukee. You might have three or four out for Boston. It's possible. Or everyone could play. It makes it really tough, but we've got to be... Part of the, me doing this preview is to highlight what these issues are, all the potential things and where we've got to be looking to attack and the situations we need to be aware of in case they happen. Jay Crowder's missing Tuesday, so I expect that he plays for the Bucks at least on Wednesday, but do we, do we actually care? And the answer is probably no. It's probably no. But again, there could be a million guys out. On the Celtic side of things, I do want to see what Grant Williams could do because I do feel like one of the big men is going to be out. So Grant, Blake Griffin, Mike Muscala, Luke Cornett, even if what those centers sit, there's still lots of options there. Now, Williams has sort of been in and out of the rotation, weirdly, and minutes have been all over the place. They're 18, they're 28, they're 44. They're all over the shop for Grant. Like he's 26, 18, 29, 22, 31, 16, 26, 8, 0. That's his last nine games going backwards. I expect that he can get high 20s in minutes, but I don't know that. There's lots of different things that can happen here. And then Brogdon, whose playing time has been under 26 for three consecutive games. He did have a thir- two thirty ones prior to that. So it's a little bit all over the place. Joe, sneaky Joe Mazzula's minutes and rotations, they don't always make a ton of sense. Last game was one of the biggest examples of that. And for the Bucs, we're just waiting to see what happens injury-wise um, in terms of whether Middleton sits. I do think there is a significant risk of um, Giannis sitting out this game against the Celtics. If he's going to play Wednesday, I think he's going to sit Thursday, but I don't know that. And of course, if Middleton or Ingles plays Wednesday, they will sit Thursday as well. And then there's the risk of Lopez. So you might be getting big opportunities. And we'll talk about this in the injury replacement section of the show. There might be some big opportunities for guys to step up like a, maybe it is Portis. Maybe it is Javon Carter, Pat Connaughton. Maybe it is Joe Ingles. Maybe it's Marjon Beauchamp. Maybe it's AJ Green if they sit everybody. And the Celtics, you got obviously the, what happens with Derek White, um, Brogdon, and then it's this, the big men, the Griffins, Muscalas, um, Cornets, Grant Williamses, Peyton Pritchard, even if they decide to sit Marcus Smart, which is a possibility too, because he's been banged up for quite a while this season. All in all, dreadful scheduling, a complete mess of a game, and we're not going to find out a lot of this information until maybe even right beforehand. We'll get a little bit with the Bucks today, but you won't find out the Bucks side of things until you know, maybe four hours or so before the game tomorrow. And then the Celtics the same. At least we'll know about Middleton if he sits today. That's probably the big one we find out today. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. We're playing fantasy basketball. So you know what we love doing? Building franchises. We love trading. We love draft picks. We love free agency. Well, you can do it. Yeah, exactly like an NBA GM would do. I know you froth over being an NBA GM. So why don't you play it in a game where you can play it for free on your phone, wherever you go, mobile, easy to do. You sign coaches, you hire coaches. So why do we sign players and hire coaches? 
I don't know, but that's what we do. Uh, and we release players and we fire coaches. Imagine he said, well, I've just hired this player and I've fired him. It sounds stupid, but that's what we do. I guess because we treat coaches like jobs and players like something different. Anyway, we're playing ultimate pro basketball GM here. Make your draft picks, make your trades, make your free agency acquisitions, set your trainings, hire your coaches, hire your assistants. That gets you through and you want to get the ultimate prize, which is glory which is winning a title. That's what we're all aiming for, whether it's in fantasy or in playing this game. Locked On Fantasy Basketball listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in the game store. Make sure to check it out. Download the game, go to probasketballgm.com. You can scan the code that's on your screen or look it up in the app store. That's probasketballgm.com. The game is Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. The second game of the day. This is a game at least that doesn't involve a back-to-back. Well, it doesn't involve a back-to-back coming from Wednesday because the Nuggets do have a Thursday-Friday back-to-back, which complicates things a little bit. The Pelicans go Thursday-Saturday. We've been talking about the Pelicans' schedule all week, about how good it is. They've had two quality games down already. They've got two to go. You should have jumped on them before Monday. You've lessened the impact by adding them now, but you can still get impact because there are plenty of teams that do not play a single quality game the rest of this week. Lots of them. And any fringe players that sit on your bench Friday, Sunday should be dropped so you can add someone, in particular, from the Pelicans. The Nuggets, they go Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Now, Friday, Sunday are stinking days, but Thursday's got a little bit of a boost for us. We know that the biggest bird, Zion Williamson, is going to be out unless they pull a little shifty on us. I'm the biggest bird. I'm the biggest bird. We know Jose Alvarado is out. Colin Gillespie, the poor guy with a broken leg, he's going to be out. But then, interestingly... Very, very interestingly, Peyton Watson is questionable. No, I don't care about Peyton Watson. No offense to Peyton. The big chungus himself, Nikola Jokic, is questionable. They have a back-to-back. They're pretty much locked up as the one seed. They play the Suns on Friday. Jokic with calf tightness. Jokic is probably going to sit one of these games. And that brings us into a situation where Zeke Naji might be the starting center. Or they might go with, and I don't get to do this very often at all anymore because he's obviously bad, the tank, Tom Bryant. I don't even want to think of the possibility of DeAndre Jordan starting. But there is an opportunity here. And we hope just, I guess, in terms of streaming value, that Jokic does sit Thursday and plays Friday if he's going to sit one of them. Because that would enable us to try Najee or Tom Bryant in that scenario. But Jokic's question, the other one is Vlako Chanchar, who could have actually started as well. And if they were going to list Maga Porter Jr. as questionable for Monday's game with left heel injury management for rest, which wasn't a back-to-back, you'd have to think there's at least some risk that he doesn't play in either in one of these games. And the same with the headmaster, Jamal Murray. They aren't listed on the injury report. So we don't know that, but they could pop up for Friday's game. But for Thursday, Murray and Porter seem safe. Jokic is the big question mark there. On the Pelicans, Larry Nance against the Warriors last game. They went with more Nance over Valanchunas. Now, the, that happens to Valanchunas against the Warriors a lot. Will Valanchunas cop that against Jokic? If Jokic doesn't play, will Valanchunas dominate Naji and Tom Bryant? Yes, he absolutely will. So he'll probably play those 30 minutes. But if Nance plays 17, that's 17 minutes Thursday. Maybe it's 15 to 20 on Saturday. That's 30 plus minutes from a waiver wire guy on low volume days. You cannot find that in most spots. It's hard to do. We want to see how we how they use him. And then Najee Marshall, who gets like 20 minutes a night. He only played 13 against the Warriors, which was frustrating. But he'd gone 19, 21, 22, 19 prior to that. Let's say we get 20 minutes out of him, 40 minutes, two games. 
The worry I guess I have with Valanciunas as well, and, and the, the props up Nance, is going against the Clippers on Saturday. And maybe their small ball lineups will impact his minutes a little bit as well. Because yeah, they go, oh, actually, they don't go as small anymore. The Zubats and Plumley, the Cockroach, they play probably 40 minutes of the 48. But that might impact Valanciunas a little bit in that matchup. We need to watch that. Um, on the Nugget side of things, I do want to see if Tom Bryant is able to play with Jokic out. He's a much better fantasy producer than Naji. But he could also play 15 minutes and Naji plays 30 as the starter. So we do want to monitor that situation because Bryant has been so bad that he's out of the... Their two pickups, Bryant and Reggie Jackson, not even in the rotation. Just say, no, we're not good enough. We tried, but you're bad. So would Bryant actually play? Will they go with Naji? Will they play Chanchar at center? That's possible too. And we need to say keep an eye on that. As But Bryant would be the guy that I'd be more interested in adding. And the other one we want to watch is the shark, Bruce Brown. Baby shark, who's been okay. Like I wouldn't say he's been spectacularly good, but he is available in a lot of spots. So we add him for Thursday. Now you almost definitely wouldn't start him on Friday, but say Jokic sits Friday, that might actually make Brown startable on Friday. It might, but there's a real big opportunity here. He's played 29 minutes, three consecutive games, Bruce Brown, after sort of pushing to low minutes, but he's taken all the Reggie Jackson minutes. So he's actually viable. And he might, he might be startable Thursday, or Friday, sorry, but he's definitely usable on Thursday. And we want to see how they utilize him here in this situation. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is reaching its pinnacle. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, FanDuel is giving customers a no sweat, first bet, up to $1,000 for the new customers. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on today Sign up and claim your no-sweat first bet, and then you can wager on everything, point spreads, money lines, and which teams will be cutting down the nets. What is this? 2023 Men's National Championship, Connecticut versus the field. So Connecticut versus the field. The field is minus 105. Connecticut is minus 125. So the odds for Connecticut to win are better than the odds for the field. That feels wrong. What about Florida Atlantic versus the field? The field minus 900, Florida Atlantic plus 550. Interesting betting that they have over there. Anyway, it's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot. Add a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join Fanjul today. Just go to fanjul.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with Fanjul. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Okay, let's look at some streaming targets now, some injury replacement stuff. Um, it is hard to know with the Celtics, but... If Horford, Rob Williams, we've got to watch the status of those guys. We've got Mike Muscala, there's Grant Williams, there's Blake Griffin, there's Luke Cornett who could jump in there. But Missoula has been pretty unpredictable with what he does there. The best fantasy producer is Muscala. So if we get any inkling that Muscala is going to start, he is going to be the guy to stream. He's a better fantasy permanent producer than Grant Williams. He's a better producer than Blake Griffin. He's probably... He's yeah, he's better than Luke Cornett, but Cornett's pretty solid as well. But it's all going to depend on how they distribute those minutes there. But Muscala's the one that I would watch because I'd be... Look, whoever it is, like whoever starts and plays 25, if, if we even know that, will be someone to look at. But Muscala will be the more interesting one. But he probably can't play back-to-backs either. So they might sit him one of those games too. Hmm. For the Bucks, it's about Middleton and Ingles. Are they going to play or not? And who's the replacement? Well, if Middleton's out and Ingles plays, then sure, we go with him. Otherwise, it's Connaughton. There's Javon Carter. But you must also get the situation where Giannis is out, where that means we get that real boost for um, maybe Thanasis plays. I don't think so. But maybe we get some Bobby Portis in there. We get some more Jay Crowder in there. There's going to be options there. And then, of course, in um, Denver with Jokic potentially out, it's Bryant and Najee. 
I think Najee would start. But if we do get any inkling that it's Bryant, or if we hear that there's any sort of minute split, Bryant's the option over Najee. 30 to Najee, 15 to Bryant makes me go Zeke. 26 Najee, 22 Bryant pushes me to the tank. 28 Bryant obviously pushes me to the tank. He's that much better on a from a fantasy perspective per minute than Zeke that even if we get close to even minutes, Bryant's the lean that we go. There are two teams playing the back-to-back Thursday, Friday, as we said, the Celtics and the Nuggets. That puts that risk on Rob Williams, on Tatum, on Al Horford, probably on Brogdon. And then the risk there for Denver is on Murray, Porter, and Jokic, I think, if they're already listing Jokic there as questionable. There are some risk opportunities there. And we just hope that the risk opportunities for our streaming purposes open up for Thursday and not Friday, where we probably can't utilize them anyway. In terms of streaming for category leagues, again, it's really hard. It's really hard to find good options. The two best ones for Thursday only are KCP and Bruce Brown. Now, KCP has been playing terribly. He has not been very good at all, but there is value in him. Bruce Brown also getting 30 minutes a night. And then you go to Josh Richardson, where the value in him is Thursday, Saturday, the two games. Grayson Allen's a pretty good streamer, I think. Um, Pat Connaughton's worth a look. Najee Marshall, the two games. And then you go to Javon Carter or even Sam Hauser, a name that I haven't even mentioned yet, but he does have some appeal for the games on uh, Thursday, with assuming that one big man sits. These deeper league guys are all available. And some of these guys like um, Carter, Marshall, Connaughton, Howes are all deeper league options anyway. But you've got other guys where we're just sort of scraping who's going to get rotation minutes. Um, I haven't done this one for ages. My name is Jeff. Yeah, Jeff Green. Christian Brown, Blake Griffin, Zeke Naji, who might jump way up, Dyson Daniels, and then Wes Matthews. And then we might see someone like a Marjon Beauchamp or an AJ, AJ, uh, an AJ Green in that mix as well. And then for points leagues, these guys all available in 40% plus of leagues. Brown, that's Bruce Brown, KCP, Joshie Richardson, Paddy Connaughton, Grayson Allen, Najee Marshall, Javon Carter, and Jeff Green are useful enough streams. Like I talked about it on the Waiver Wire show earlier today. If the value of adding someone on Friday to your team and they're better than your 10th guy who averages 20 fantasy points and the guy that you add gets 27, that's a seven-point advantage. Basically, anyone that you add on Thursday, all I have to do is score more than seven points or whatever that number is for them to be better for you. So upgrading a roster spot on Friday versus adding someone extra on Thursday, it's an absolute no-brainer. So even if it's Jeff Green and he gets 16 points, that would mean that the guy that you add off the wire to play Friday over your worst player has got to get 16 more fantasy points than that guy. And that's really bloody hard to do. That means that you're replacing a 24 fantasy point guy with a 40 fantasy point guy off the wave wire. Is that possible? Maybe if like a Drew Eubanks is there, maybe he can do that or a Shaden Sharp or maybe out of nowhere a Keon Johnson, but it's not easy to do. We can get absolutely nobodies off the waiver wire on Thursday and contribute that value for you. In terms of the chunks, the next four games, where are the low volumes? Well, it's only the Pelicans who have the bonus here. Joshy Richardson, Najee Marshall, Larry Nance with two games. They're all really useful ads. Then you go further down the list to a Dyson Daniels. That's only for deeper, deeper formats, though. And in terms of the guys that play one quality game over the next four nights, you've got KCP with one, Bruce Brown with one, Nico Batum with one, Terrence Mann with one, Eric Gordon with one. And I'd also throw Norman Powell in there because I do expect that Powell is going to play. I just don't know if he's going to play or which games he's going to play because they've got a Wednesday, Friday, Saturday combo coming up. He will return for one of those games. I don't know if there's any risk of him sitting the back-to-back because it's an upper body versus a lower body injury, but you're going to get some Norman Powell in there. Hopefully, it's Saturday to become usable there for him. 
In terms of just overall volume over the next four days, the Nuggets are the only team with three games in four nights. So KCP and Bruce Brown have three games. And then we look at Mark Williams with two games, Bagley with two, Eubanks with two, Shaden Sharp with two, Kevon Looney with two, and DeLon Wright with two. But as I said, if you are adding these players to get the two games in Friday, Sunday, and they're replacing your worst guy on your bench, what is the actual likely difference in their production? Is it enough to justify adding a player on a high-volume day versus adding someone Thursday or Saturday where you're getting an increase over zero? That is incredibly important to understand how to maximize your value. In terms of the upcoming chunks, well, there is only one team to talk about. It's the Denver Nuggets. There is one team that plays three games in the next four nights. There is one team that plays four games in the next six nights, and there is one team that plays five games in the next eight nights, and that is all the Denver Nuggets. The problem you have there is that so many of the outside of Thursday, outside of Thursday, there's so many high volumes. Friday, 13 games. Sunday, 13 games. Monday, zero games. Tuesday, 13 games. Wednesday, eight games. Thursday, five games. So there's a couple of interesting ones there, but... Yeah, we've got to really look at if that makes sense. But in terms of bulk volume, the Nuggets are the only team that really ticks any box here. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, why don't you thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.